Hi, I'm Shewa. I'm an alcoholic. Grateful to be here. Grateful to be sober. This is Lana. She's also an alcoholic. She's a puppy. So she will be making an appearance because she's just, you know, she's here. So, you know, that's fine. She had a sip of beer two weeks ago. A friend accidentally gave it to her. So she identifies. But regardless, I'm happy to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's really cool to be here. Um, I'm going to time myself because if not, I can talk for hours. Listen, I'm a Gemini double Scorpio. So anyways, so there we go. Um, my name is Shayla. I'm an alcoholic. My sponsor's name is Andy Curl. And uh, my sobriety date is January 5th, 2019. Um, I'll just start with more self-identifications. I'm half Nigerian, quarter Japanese, and Irish and American Black. My Irish family calls me Sirsha because they can't say Shewa. It's totally fine if you want to call me that. I won't be offended. Um, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, I'm the oldest of four. I'm 28 years old, and none of these reasons none of these qualifications are the reason why I'm an alcoholic, but it definitely just gives some color to the, you know, to the entire thing. Um, I'll talk a little bit about what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. I don't love to go into a drunk log because listen, we drank, it happened, it's fine. Um, I had my first sip of alcohol when I was eight because my dad, he drank this thing called Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I was like, what's that? And he was like, do you want a sip of it? And I was like, yeah. And I had a sip and I hated it. And he said, that's why you shouldn't drink because adults are stupid and there's no reason for you to do this. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So that worked until it didn't. Um, I grew up like totally fine, just classic little ethnic girl, you know, doing the things, supposed to be a doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I always got good grades. I always listened to my parents. I'm very quiet and reserved when I'm by myself or around like strangers. This pandemic has been incredible for me because all I do is just like sit inside and play video games, which is just like a dream. But I've heard people say something like, my first addiction was um, escapism or whatever, or like fantasy, which I, I enjoy that. There's a game called The Sims. I don't know if you guys know, but it's um, a computer game where you just make people and then you build houses and you live their lives. And like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I would just create like, versions of me on it and I'd play it out and I'd be like okay yeah this is life that's cool great um but like dare I go out into the real world like absolutely not I this reality is just taxing um I used to drink because I was like yeah for sure sad like you know mm, I'm sad but like I used to drink mostly because like the world is a crazy place right and just like Growing up between Seattle, which is just like very, we call it like granola, just like very, you know, <laughs> crunchy. You go on a hike. <laughs> like everyone's like, that's called the Seattle freeze where everyone's totally pleasant to each other. But like, like ask to hang out in real life later, I'll never see you again, you know? And then in Hawaii where everyone kind of looks like me and everything's at the pace of just like, molten lava but they'd be like hey sister how are you how's your mom how's your dad how's your uncle how's your auntie and all the tourists would be like can we get it going and we'd be like no I'm on island time but just realizing that like other people didn't live life like me or maybe didn't prescribe to the same ideals as me 
has been very was very like eye-opening so this is kind of all over the place but we love to see it I went to college in New York and that was a huge like thing right because instead of people or instead of trees or beaches there were just people and I was like "Mm." and people and a lot you know in New York they have a lot of opinions and they want to talk about it so they'd be like what are you and I'd be like I don't know um they'd be like where are you from you're definitely not from here you sound like that and I'd be like I know it's weird it's crazy but um my first like when the that first effect of alcohol you know when people talk about like it washing over and everything feeling calm came the first day I was in college. So um, my parents had marriage troubles as many married people do. And we found out about it when I was 16. My mom's way of dealing with it was drinking. I can't prescribe her as an alcoholic, but I definitely learned how to drink from her. And my dad's way of dealing with it was just like working all the time. So not being present, being the oldest of four in a, a Nigerian Japanese family that definitely meant that it was my responsibility right to make sure that everyone is fine and everything's good so ever since I could drive I would you know wake all my siblings up make sure that they're dressed get in the car drop everyone off get to school do school do the extracurriculars then pick up the siblings take them to soccer practice do all my homework in the car like apply to college and coffee shops pick them up make sure they're fed make sure they do their homework put them to sleep then do my homework and then I'd probably go to sleep around one or no two or three and I have to wake up at six again and do the entire thing right so it's just like I have this repeated pattern of just like kind of blindly going forward and just taking care of other people but putting myself on the way back burner right because like I'm not going to be okay unless the people I love are okay so that pattern definitely repeated in college that first day when my brothers called me my sister and my mom went to New York with me and they my brothers called me and they were like we haven't seen dad in three days they didn't drive they were like there's we don't know what to do we found out he was like in a hotel an hour north of town um with a mistress right and then it genuinely was like hung up the phone okay bye have a great time at college and I was like so that night I went to a bodega and I got something called Four Loco I don't know if that made it over across the pond but let me tell you Four Loco oh my goodness beautiful bottle purple camo great flavor (laughs) it was like you know a dollar or two and I went to the pay for it. And I think I just said like, like gracias, right? Cause I speak Spanish. The girls got to know. And the bodega man said, are you Dominican? And I said, why not? Sure. And he said, oh my God, you are the future of our country. We are so proud of you for going to college. You come back here anytime and you can have as many four locos as you want. And I was like, okay. So that kicked off the beginning of my drinking career. When I drink, I'm very personable. Like I'm your bestie. I'm your bestie from another. We can talk about anything and everything, which is like a departure from that same girl who just want to be inside either reading or playing video games all day. Um, I would drink and I would be so much fun just the bell of the ball everyone needs to know me and then I would you know be on campus the next day and people would be like what's up Sheila and like if they were saying my name correctly that means I definitely screamed at them for like 20 minutes telling them how to say my name but I would have no recollection of who they are and so I was like okay cool 
Um, I ended up being president of my frat. So I'm still like doing the deed, like going to classes, whatever, like pretending. Um, my frat was known as the drug frat. So you can just imagine everything that happened there. Um, and just like the entire, what do you call it? Just like the entire ceremony of just like being president in this big chair. I'm like 20 years old. People are bringing drugs and alcohol to me. They're like bowing down to me, right? Like theatrics. We love the theatrics, Gemini double Scorpio. Um, so drinking was still fun there, but then I graduated and I was living in this like really shitty apartment in Brooklyn and I didn't have internet, <laughs> which is a huge thing for me because I'm a digital baby. And I would just torrent videos at work. And then I get back, get off the bus, buy like a pint of vodka. Cause at that stage of my life, I was called the black Russian. I named myself the black Russian cause I loved vodka. And I would just drink, just fill up these cups and drink like this much vodka, this much orange juice and just would drink until I passed out. Um, cause that's also what I saw my mom doing. So I was like, this is normal. You drink until you pass out. Like you had a hard day at work. And now you get to relax. So it was still kind of fun, but fun with a little bit of problems. Started like not going to work a lot. Started calling in my boss being like, I'm having an allergic reaction. I'm allergic to 64 things. So it's like plausible, right? And maybe one out of those 25 times a month, I did have an allergic reaction, but like no one was questioning me. I'm 5'10 and I weigh 250. Like I'm a big girl. I can handle myself, but also don't cross me because I'm going to win in that bar fight. Um... And then kind of fast forwarding, having fun with my friends, doing all the drugs, doing all the alcohol, like still being like hosting parties, whatever. Um, in 2016, when I was 23, I started having seizures out of nowhere. Um, I was audio sensitive. I was light sensitive. I would be walking down the street and suddenly I would just be stuck. I would literally like my head would be turned up. I'd be doing this and I wouldn't be able to walk for minutes. And of course, New York, lovely city. No one would do anything. Cause also like, I looked like a crazy person, just like stuck in these positions. So I started getting afraid. I was afraid to go outside. because like anything like set it off. A siren set it off. Just like someone hitting me, set it off. Um, I ended up going back to Seattle because I actually had hatched this entire plan where my mom was going to leave my dad. And of course, like me, who's going to handle everything, right? Because I'm the oldest, I can do it. Thank you, timing myself. Um, I was going to fly back. It was their anniversary the day after Valentine's Day. And we were going to serve papers right then. That same, so we went out to Valentine's dinner. That night, I had the worst seizures that I'd ever had that entire time. I was sitting in a chair and I was paralyzed for three hours. And all I was, all I could do was just cry. And I was like stuck in my body. It was the, I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. It was the worst thing that ever happened. And I was like, I'm going to die. Like, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to die. That started about of just hospital visits across the country. They told me to my face that I was making it up, that I was lying. They asked me, had I killed anyone? had I been raped, all of these things. And like, yes, some of those things are part of my story. I haven't killed anyone, just to be clear. But, you know, <laughs> oh my God, it's so dark. But regardless, like, I ended up being finally diagnosed at a clinic in Minnesota with something called functional movement disorder. So it means that your body, your body, the hardware of your body is fine. We did all the tests, I'm fine. But the software of my body had been corrupted. 
So it now was because I never learned how to deal with stress because I would always just spring into action and then deal with the like leftovers later. My body had to exert that stress. So that's why I was having those seizures and the ticks and the everything. Um, I do take medication for it. It's medication that I'll be on for the rest of my life. The doctors always love to remind me that I'm too young to be like when I was in the neurological department, they're like, you're the youngest person here. Ha ha ha. And I was like, that's kind of to feel great. Sick. Amazing. But they told me that I should probably stop drinking. And I was like, listen, it's the only thing I have left. You can't take that away from me. You don't even know what I have. I'm like, I could die any day. Like, and I think that's another way with the drinking, right? Because I've been in the hospital so many times. Like if I eat a peanut, I'll die in 15 minutes. That's just the way it happens. So I was like, I'm just going to live life on life's terms, which means I'm going to have as much fun here as I can until I can't. I did a full the geographic. I moved to California. I lived with my brother and sister, again, younger than me. And for a while I was like into like the woo woo. Can I swear? I've been swearing. I'm so sorry. I was into the woo woo bullshit. I was like, I'll do yoga. I'll do crystals, whatever, whatever. It's fine. Cool. But like one of the first things I tweeted, cause you know, I'm a baby was where are the good dive bars in California? Where are the good dive bars in LA? Because those are my people, right? I love the dark dingy bar. I love Guinness. I'm not even just saying that because this is an Irish meeting. Again, Irish girl. Like I love dark stout. So give me a dark stout in a dingy bar where I could possibly get into a fight. We're golden. Um, so I pulled that geographic. I got into new, I got into advertising, which is, you know, a drink heavy instant, <laughs> like a drink heavy job. And I don't know. It's just like, I never, I felt like this incredible sense of failure, right? Because I was sick now. And like, I had to move to California. I wasn't a New Yorker anymore. Like I have to take these meds. And so that just like, and on top of that, just like, I, I don't know, the sense of like understanding that I thought I had of only, not only myself, but like the world completely dissipated. So I just drink and drink and drink and drink and drink. Um, Fast forward to my last day of drinking. I had 16 super dirty blue cheese martinis that day. Fantastic, because I hate myself. (laughs) They were good, whatever. (laughs) But I got my brows threaded like across town. And I didn't realize that I'd left my backpack with my laptop in there. Cause like, don't, I love my laptop. I left it at this place. And it was a Friday night and I was like, oh my God, I can't do it. So as soon as I got home, I realized it and I drove back out. And I was, as I was exiting the garage, I remember this thought crossed my mind as quick, like so quickly that said, Shewa, you stupid bitch. If you didn't forget your laptop in, at the place across town, that's like two or three drinks you could have had. Because right before then, my friend called me to say, hey, we're going drinking across the street from where you live. I was like, fuck. So I sped there got my stuff sped back put on an outfit I was wearing like all leather I looked amazing thank you for asking but like I went I sped across the bar had a bunch of drinks there went to the bar next door where a friend of ours was having a birthday had a couple more drinks there went to the steakhouse in Hollywood where I was celebrating my best friend's engagement we were sitting at the Harry Houdini table of course I had it all planned out how to I started browning out there I remember tripping and falling everyone gave me a round of applause I got a couple more free drinks because I handled it perfectly right I'm a showgirl 
Um, I saw a celebrity who was from the from my favorite show at that bar. He also was just fucked up too, but he's, you know, without whatever. But I was just like, this is a sign. I'm going to remember it. And then I had my last drink with a friend who we actually put into rehab when we were in college. He didn't drink, but he watched me drink. And I don't know why this all happened, but it did. We went back to my apartment. We watched an episode of SNL. I went back out. I went to a rave where I was working the door for my friend. This is a very typical night for me, right? And for some reason, when I was there, I felt really out of body and I didn't drink anything and I didn't take anything. I got back home. And I sat on the toilet and for the first time in a very, very long time, I looked at myself in the mirror and this is so cheesy. I'm fully aware, but like, say lobby. I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time in a long time. And I saw that I was missing an earring that I got in Japan. So I'm like pissed, but I just didn't recognize myself at all. Like at all. And I work in social, I used to work in social media and I had um, a second Instagram account that was all selfies of myself. And I pulled that up and I looked at all these pictures of myself and I didn't recognize that person at all either. And I don't know why or what, and I understand it now, it's called a God shot. Something again whispered into my ear and it said, Google Alcoholics Anonymous Los Angeles. No one I knew had ever been an Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I only kind of knew of Al Anon because of a friend. But I Googled it and I downloaded the time counter app on my phone. And that's why I know it was 6.32 in the morning on January 5th, 2019, excuse me. And six hours later, somehow I found myself at a meeting in this place, Culver City, not too far from me. And it was a women's meeting and I walked in and I shit you not, everyone was a white woman between the ages of 80 and 100. And I said, cool, this is their, my life is over. I used to party at the top of the club in New York and now I am here in the basement of a church with a bunch of old people. No sus, no shade. That's just how it was, right? <laughs> I was like, cool, great. But um, I got there and this woman, this brilliant witch angel goddess of a woman, I still haven't been able to track her down. I had green hair and I was wearing all green and she had purple hair, purple rhinestone glasses and was wearing all purple, which is my favorite color. And she told my story like top to bottom, side to side, right? Like she was, she grew up in Nova Scotia and she said she had a mixed race half, half black baby when she was 16. And I was like, I'm a mixed race baby from a cold place, right? And she said, well, then I moved to California to work in advertising. And I was like, I moved to California to work in advertising. And even down to the detail of like, she said, my boss told me he loved me and we ended up getting married. And I said, my boss literally just told me he loved me. Like, it was crazy. It was crazy, 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 crazy town. And I never just, I just had that out of body experience of just like, oh my God, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be, isn't it? And so after the meeting, they hugged me. I hated that. I was like, they bought me a big book and I've kept coming back ever since. And what I have today is this baby Pomeranian, which is honestly a promise, right? Like I take care of this girl. I wake up. Actually, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you about the promises. My first like longtime sponsor told me to call her at every day at 8.15. And I was like, absolutely not <laughs> you do, me don't you know who I am I wake up at 10 30 every day <laughs> she was like 
I don't care. <laughs> You're going to call me at 8.15 in the morning. And I did. I would set 15 alarms to make sure I would call her. And I called her every single day. And sometimes our conversations would be two minutes. Sometimes they would be like two hours. But that was the first thing. A friend of mine says that like the promises for her are that she wakes up every single morning and she drinks a glass of water with like a little bit of lemon in it if she's feeling fancy. And that's so, 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 so much the truth. Like that's it, right? I used to spend so much time just like dwelling in the differences, I think, right? Like, you know, let's like, like face it, I'm black. My One of my fun- funniest jokes is just my funniest jokes. People would be like, have you listened to the new Beyonce album? And I'm like, no. I love Metallica. You don't know anything about me, right? Like I used to get off on just being different, right? (laughs) But now it's just like, you know, one time my sponsor told me, she was like, you don't have to be anything else other than an alcoholic. I will wrap up in a couple of seconds. Um, But yeah, it really recently has just been, Alcoholics Anonymous has opened my eyes to just really asking and determining for myself, like what makes me happy. Um, like I said before, I used to work in entertainment and I was just miserable. I was just like, so sad all the time. And that's why I was drinking. And through this program, I'm really active at H&I hospitals and institutions there. I would talk to 13 to 17 year olds, um, who were in juvenile detention. So it's not prison, but it is a holding place until they're either placed in foster care or go through the system. And just seeing a 13 year old identify as an alcoholic, if you haven't participated in something like that it will rock you to your core and that's also when I realized that what am I doing I love working with kids so right now I'm transitioning to try to be an educator to be a lower school teacher because let's face it I'm as old as I am when I first had my first drink which is eight years old and it's no coincidence that my favorite students are second graders because we are we are the same they're like Miss Shewa and they think I'm amazing right they're like you have purple hair and like you wear tie-dye and I'm like I know when you grow up you can do whatever you want and sometimes I'm like I wish someone told me that but it's just like who cares I'm here for a reason I'm here for a good time not a long time and that's not a reason to drink it's a reason for me to like wake up every single day and say I know for my drinking career wasn't long but I know what happens when I drink and use. I don't know what my life is like when I don't. And it's like 71 degrees here in Los Angeles. This dog keeps pooping everywhere, but I, this, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams. So thank you so much. (laughs) Like, let's be real. (laughs) She pooped outside yesterday and I like lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) thank God. No, but Anyways, thank you again for having me share. And I hope you heard something. And if you didn't, call your sponsor. Bye.